Welcome back to Bear My Soul, the sensitive yet savage podcast. We're your hosts, Samuel Jones and Ashlyn Jenkins. Ashlyn, how are you doing today? Pretty good. I'm going on vacation Friday, so I'm excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Come back refreshed. We're going to Mexico. Ooh, you're doing all-inclusive? Yeah, I'm really excited. That's awesome. First time doing all-inclusive, so. I've never done one. I've heard they're a great time. I'm going to lay in the sun and probably do nothing. Sounds good to me. Yeah, come back like... (laughs) Super, super tan and maybe seven pounds heavier. Maybe it's a like, little Latina. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's no big deal. Yeah, no, that's cool. Your whole family's going? Yep. The whole okay. fam, parents, boys, all of us. I'm that's excited. awesome. That's so awesome. Excited. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, we got back from vacation a few weeks ago. It was awesome. Got the rest that we needed. Um, got adjusted. Got perspective on everything going forward. Time off is important. It's it very is. important. And I think being intentional with time off. Um, is even better, right? Than just yeah. sit around. So yeah, no, I'm really excited for you. Well, and we came back so refreshed from our vacation in June. I'm looking yeah. forward to that same feeling this time. Hopefully, 100%. So yeah. So we got some announcements. Yeah. Um, I'll touch base on the Christmas order. So we did a Christmas shirt order. We did some t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, and crewnecks. Thank you to everyone who purchased through us that any of the proceeds from that are going to directly go to our expansion and our new equipment. So we thank you for that. Um, In January, we're going to be doing another order that will just be like our regular order, but we're going to offer anything from quarter zips to long sleeves to hoodies. Um, And that will also be pre-order only. So you'll go on the form again, order, prepay ahead of time, and then usually turnaround time is about two weeks after we place the order. So Also, for the record, these are going to be new designs, new colors. Like she said, we're going to have lots of different options for you guys to order, but it's going to be pre-order only. So yeah. as soon as those go live, we will let you know. And then, Samuel, I'll have you touch base on the expansion, which we're really excited about, and we've already started. Yeah, yeah. So we got a physical... So we kind of have like a physical and metaphorical expansion happening here at A. Ray and J., so we got through about um, uh, close close to a year and a half of business, okay? And I, I like putting things in phases in my head to help me. It helps me kind of um, with organization of timelines and things like that. So phase one, right? Phase one uh, was really Ashlyn and I coming together, getting a facility together, taking both of our existing trading businesses, training our people under one roof, um, establishing you know, our, our brick and mortar facility for our clientele. Um, and then really just getting comfortable here, I would say, right. Yeah, kind definitely. of letting that set in, get regular. Um, yeah, and really just equipping the place to, I mean, it just takes, it's a lot of steps. It is. It takes it's a lot. A lot of steps. We've also been building our relationship, our friendship. Um, you know, I think that that's actually been huge mm-hmm. as we go into phase two and then, you know, yeah. different phases down the line. I feel like we know each other just so much better. We've spent so much more time together with each other's families, et cetera. So I think that's been another big thing for phase one. So it's like we're fully established in phase one, okay? So we're fully locked in here at the building. Um, you know, our in-person clients have been loving the facility, love what we've done. So then, you know, we're going to phase two. So the first part, uh, and, and so largely phase two is expanding the facility hiring additional coaches, right? And then just doing more of what we do here in the building, um, you know, which in return will be, you know, help us financially, you know, cause we pour everything into this building guys um, and into these businesses. So, so phase two is gonna be huge for us. So a couple of weeks ago, me and a group of friends um, 
Also, for the record, Ashlyn tried to help, and I told her that she was not allowed to. So if I say, if I'm talking about us who, who did this project and you don't hear her involved, just know that that wasn't because she's lazy and didn't want to be here. That was because she needed to step away and, like, just not have, just have more one, things to think about, for yeah. the love of God. Just have one thing that I didn't have to take care of. Exactly. Which was still weird. I was still here, like, trying to come here and be like, okay, what can I do? And you're like... For the love of God, go away. <laughs> go away. You're fine. So we actually, we knocked down um, a couple more walls. We took out some office space and we added about 280 square feet of gym space. Um, so yeah, so we opened up the back of the the back of the building. It's uh, it's not done. Okay, so the, the hard construction is done. So the space is secure. Um, the ceiling is intact. Everything is how it's supposed to be. We are getting epoxy flooring, um, which is going to be, um, we got some great friends that are coming tonight actually to grind the floors. Um, and then I believe the material comes in later this week. So it could be could be this weekend, could be next week, right? But that epoxy flooring um, is gonna be done soon. Then we will start our equipment migration. So things are getting moved around in the studio. We are, Going to make a sketch on engineer's paper, right? Everything to size so that we can kind of have a, a different options in front of us of how we want to lay things out and get as much. Because our goal ultimately is to get as much equipment in here as humanly possible while also maintaining our open floor space, right? For group classes um, and, you know, just for, for, for movement. And so I want to, we really want to utilize uh, we only have 2,400 square feet here. And so we are trying to utilize every inch um, that we can for the business. And so, yeah, so that's phase two. We are not going to talk about it yet, but we do have uh, people that we're working with, um, mentoring, connecting with that are going to be uh, trainers here. And so, yeah, so we're just going continue, to continue that. So that's been a lot of fun. Thank you for everybody involved. Um, and we're looking forward to finishing it for you guys and yeah. just having an awesome space. I'm excited to have so a lot, all the proceeds that from the January order that we're going to do that will also go to new equipment. So yep. the new space that we've opened up, we're going to add some machines back there like leg press and some other things. And uh, that opened up the space for that. And then we'll take any of the money that we get from the shirts and it'll go directly to that. So yeah. and that'll probably just, be sorry, you go ahead. You're good. We're just taking like proceeds, like he said, and putting it right back into the facility, you know, we're not totally making profit yet, but this are the steps that we need in order to get everything that we need for everybody and have all the things we want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're pretty open books. We're not going to talk all figures and everything, but, um, you know, to our clients that may wonder or just, you know, people that who aren't in Fort Wayne, they're listening to this, you know, Ashlyn and I are both profitable as far as our training businesses, but the A Ray and J business, which is you know the building, the merchandise, etc., actually isn't profitable yet. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm okay with saying that. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So we are still personally paying all the the businesses' expenses right at the end of the month, and so getting the building to pay for itself as well as eventually profit is going to be huge for our, our, our personal lives. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause we went from having basically no, essentially no overhead to, to a lot, to, to quite a bit. Right. Yeah. And so, which is awesome. We're not complaining. We're so here for it. It's been amazing what God has done in this building in the short amount of time that we've had it. We've seen the impact we've got to not just train our people here. Right. But have some, 
of the most intense conversations of my entire life here. I've had my family here. I get to train my parents here. Um, we've got to host uh, baby showers mm-hmm. and different things. So it's like we've also got to use the facility, you know, for people in the community in other ways, which is amazing. Um, yeah. So I, like I said, I'm, I am, I'm really in a place right now. I, uh, I'm ex- insanely fired up and yeah. excited. There's so many things going on um, in my life, our business, other things that are that are good. And, and you know what? Not just good, that are great. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things are things that I've been thinking about and praying about for months. And so to si- finally see some of those balls rolling and those things, you know, moving is it's been so rewarding. Yeah, it really has. It's It's been really cool. Also, hey, one one last announcement, and then I think that's all the announcements. So the sound quality should be a little bit better today. We um, shout out Ethan Searing. Thank you for getting our stuff figured out. So this is still the old microphones, but a different setup. Okay, so it's going to be more clear today. We're going to sound like yeah, we're like around the same volume. And then eventually it's going to be perfect because the last piece of the expansion um, after all the gym floor space is done, after everything is finished, all that wood is capped off and stained, the last part is going to be going through our storage room and converting that into the actual podcast studio. So we're happy to say that um, we already have some of the equipment that are that, that's going in there. Um, we actually... I don't even know if you knew this, but you know we have our camera already? Yeah, you're Okay, that. okay. Yeah. So we have... So excited. when we're ready to go visual, we actually have that too. Um, and yeah, so really excited to design that with you and decorate that with you and, and make that something really special, yeah. right? That we're going to get to have and record in. So yeah, that'll I'm be super the, excited. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of cool lots stuff. Lots of things happening. Yeah. So it's around the holidays. I think today we're going to talk about, um, taking care of your body around the holidays. Yeah. Uh, you know, the eating training, stuff like that. Um, so I'll kind of start and just talk a bit about, you know, my experience over Thanksgiving, had a unique experience. Um, for those that don't know, we lost um, some really, really close friends um, in a car crash uh, b- before Thanksgiving that kind of threw a wrench and, you know, some of the plans, the timing and stuff. Um, so, you know, for me in the holidays, I, I kind of try to double down on my training, not in the sense of train way more or do a bunch of cardio. I just try to make sure that I'm being intentional because I like to, especially the day of, right? If you're somebody that has five Thanksgivings, I wouldn't recommend letting go and eating whatever you want to at all five Thanksgivings. I wouldn't, okay? She might say something different, but I personally wouldn't. Um, me, I only had one celebration this year, and so it was it was pretty easy to plan around that. I didn't really have to make any adjustments. I just did my normal thing up to that day. That day, I, I, I did work out in the morning, didn't do anything extra, just my normal and then I allowed myself to eat whatever I wanted that day. And I really didn't go too crazy overboard. I mean, I definitely indulged. My family did Italian. So mm. there was lasagna and pasta. And I Sounds don't do amazing. very well. Yeah. And I'll talk about the inflammation that occurred after. <laughs> but you yeah. know, as far as the behavioral part of it, right? That is how I choose to do um, is, is to do holidays. Like if there's going to be excessive celebrations, I make excessive, uh, maybe not excess, excessive, accurate and plans, right, to adjust to those extra calories, etc. Um, but I do recommend at least one celebration, at least one day, like fully just saying, hey, um, you know, within the confines, like if you have really bad food allergies and stuff, that could be a different conversation. But if we're just talking about the way your body looks, I really recommend really letting go at least once 
and enjoying. Be with your family, you know, eat those desserts, have those drinks, whatever it is that, you know, that you like to do. And that, that's kind of how I run it. What about you? I think there's a, there's a lot of different tools that I use with clients when it comes to the nutritional aspect of holiday. Um, and I get a lot of questions about, you know, how do I eat? How do I do this? How do I do that? And, and you know, continue progressing towards my goals. Well, the number one thing is just being consistent, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the three pillars of health for you specifically that you can continue to do even around the holiday seasons? So like, can you, my biggest thing that I always tell people is like, okay, structure your day around when it's happening, right? So like, if you guys are going to get together for lunch or dinner, keep your morning consistent. Like, how can you keep your morning the same? Can you have a protein shake in the morning and then, you know, train or whatever, and then allow yourself to have some different things when it comes to actual Thanksgiving or Christmas or the holidays and whatnot. So water intake, like I always tell people, like, keep your water. If you're going to keep anything the same, just try to keep your water, try to stay hydrated, because if you're eating stuff that's outside of your normal, it's going to help flush it out and get you back to feeling normal. 100%. My biggest thing that I always tell people when they go to the actual holidays is like your plate, like number one, the holidays should be about being present and enjoying the people around you and realizing that it's the freaking holidays and there's more to it than food, right? So yes. food should not be the primary focus anyways, right? Um, so the biggest thing is, is like when I'm getting my plate, you know, I'm going to fill it with protein first yep. and then I'm going to just add in small portions of whatever I want. What sounds good? Because there are actual studies that show that when you eat food, your mindset changes how your body actually absorbs it, okay, and how it breaks it down. So if I'm sitting here and I'm already guilting myself for what I'm about to eat, the yes. way that your body processes it is different than if I go into it with an open mindset and I just say, okay, I'm going to have small portions of whatever it is. I'm going to have some bread. I'm going to have this. This is outside of like dietary restrictions. Yep. Um, I don't recommend doing anything that's going to like harm an autoimmune disorder or anything like that. But if you don't have food sensitivities and, and such, it's going to be okay to have one meal that you enjoy because it's more about the people around you than yes. it is the food itself. Right. And if you're not enjoying it, the way that your body's going to break it down is going to be totally different. So do you want it stored as body fat or do you want it to be something that's used as energy? Right. So I always tell people, you know, fill. I always fill my, plate with protein first and then I just do small portions of whatever I want or if there's the only thing that I want is mashed potatoes then I get a big portion of mashed potatoes and that's kind of what I did this year I did like um turkey mashed potatoes because I and I did it with my dairy-free butter since I can't have dairy and then I did like a bunch of green bean casserole because it's like my favorite yeah. right um they have the little onion things on the yes. top oh, and they have gluten on. they have gluten-free crispy onions so I we got eat, those I this year bags of crispy onions. I feel like my family could too they're so honestly. good they're <laughs> so, so good, good. Yeah, so like there are ways to go around it, and it's honestly the the more that you can do to get the focus off the food itself, yes. the better off you're going to be. 100%. Because it, it at the end of the day, one meal is really not going to change anything. It's not. It's not. No, and let's be honest. Like at most of the whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, maybe not all, but at most of these get-togethers and events, there usually is some really good proteins there. Right? Yeah. I know a lot of people that do steak and turkey or steak and ham now for Thanksgiving. Um, you know, a big ham, a big turkey. A lot um, of times lot there's a charcuterie board. Roast. Yeah, charcuterie board. I mean, you so can it's have like some meat and cheese there. Maybe we're not talking, you know, like Double okay, eggs. if you're used to chicken breast and 
you know, 97, three ground beef, it's like, okay, maybe we're not talking like that lean, but we're talking about good protein sources. We're talking about things that I love. I know. I ate, I forgot to mention that. I ate a lot of those on Thanksgiving because they're so freaking good, but Hey, it's protein. So I'm not mad about it. A hundred percent. I'm going to have to make up uh, on those at Christmas since we didn't do traditional Thanksgiving. But Um, shout out Veronica. I'm going to need some more double eggs for Christmas. Thank you. Be wrong. (laughs) Um, so yeah, no, I'm like that, that's huge. Like it's not that hard to do, like just double up on that. And then I'm glad that you talked about, you know, the behavioral part or, uh, the, the mindset part of that. And so, and that's what really what I was getting at too, right. Saying like, just have that one day where you relax, right? Like let your, 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 not not even boundaries, but like your, your barriers down. Central nervous down. system, just yes. relax. And don't yeah. look at be. it as a just negative. Be. And so where I've gotten to, and I kind of kind of came to that organically because I noticed it in myself that if I cheated, and I mean cheat on my diet, that, it, it, and I wasn't in the right headspace, dude, it didn't go well. No. I would feel even worse. I would like, it was this weird mental game that I was playing. So now straight up, I do not cheat unless I'm 100% in. In a good mindset. Right. Yeah, for sure. And Which is usually date night for me because yeah. that helps. And I'm going, oh, I'm going to go and enjoy it. And I will go enjoy a meal with Allison and seriously have zero reservations about what I'm, you know, like, am I going <laughs> to, am I going to get fat? Is this going to the gains? Am I yeah. going to feel bad? Right. I just, I don't make myself feel bad. Right. Anymore. Because I don't like to feel bad. Yep. But I have those calories with I don't want to say reckless abandon, right? But with with not thinking about the negativity yeah. at all. Because I've realized it's not negative. This is actually helping me for the rest of the week. Well, and let's be real. So, like, the, you know, the way that society is, like, a lot of people view, like, food as social. They view it as love. Like, they, food it's can be a good atmosphere. thing. Yeah, it can be part of the atmosphere. So, if you're not allowed, like... There is a cool thing of like a date night and going out with significant other or family or whatever and being able to just sit down and enjoy your food. Like it's that's the best. That's what I work with my clients on a lot. So like the biggest thing I tell people all the time is focus on what you can control. Mm-hmm. What can I control? Okay. Nope. You can't if you go to a family Thanksgiving and you didn't cook any of it, you can't control what was cooked. Right? So why am I sitting here freaking out about something that I can't control? Okay. So right. if just focus on the things that you can control and just let go of the rest. And I know that's much easier said than done. It is. But it, it become you get better at it through repeated exposure and practice. Yes. And the only way you're going to get better at it is by forcing yourself to do it. 100%. Right? Which is, okay, if I'm going to go out on date night, let's say your coach is having you track macros, right? And this is something you would talk directly to your coach about. But there are times where I have clients go have an untracked meal. Like, I yeah. want you to be able to go out and eat and not think about the macros it contains. Yes. Because there is a line of that's not healthy. If you have to track food 100% of the time and you've been doing it for a while, I would say more than a year, then that's a problem, in my opinion. Yeah. Because you should know enough about food at this point that you can go out and have a meal and not track it. I, and stay I, on your I goals. I agree. I agree. So it, 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 but the only way that you get that way is through practice, right? Sure. And again, it looks different for everybody. Like if you're prepping for a meet or something, that's different. Totally. I'm just saying, generally speaking, lifestyle, you really shouldn't have to track food forever. That's yeah. not the goal. No, I agree. I do. You, do you know? Uh, I'm going to say a name here. Yeah. Do you know Klepper? Uh, uh, is it Elijah Klepper? Yeah, from Iron Society. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's like seven days out. And so he from, actually, from a bodybuilding show, okay? okay? And uh, Klepper, if you're out there, I know me and you don't know each other that well, bro, but it's all love, you know what I mean? I love and respect you. 
Um, and have only had good conversations when we've had conversations. So he, he's in prep and he posted like his full day on Thanksgiving and, and it was intense. You know yeah. what I mean? It was cause he, and he kind of, he didn't go deep into it, but he talked about there being some emotions there. He talked about it, you know, kind of having a really rough week leading up to that. Yeah. And like, you know, and so that's different. My reason, right. the whole reason I brought that up was cause I just saw and he's, him do that. He's accepted that that is part of his goal right now. Oh, for sure. That like, doesn't mean if, he's going to do that forever. If you... Right. And for people, you know, people know Ashlyn had a history in competitive fitness. I've never been in it, but it's not part of our lives now. Um, but with that being said, you can't have a cheat meal seven days out. No, like you, you literally can't. can't. Yeah. Um, but per that, which is literally 1% of 1% of 1% of the population, right? It's it's so little, few people. Yeah. Everything we're saying, if you're a regular general fitness person, right, lines up. It yeah. really does. It's like you need you need to free up the headspace. You need to enjoy. And you, allowing, you to... yeah, and like realizing, like I really think for me when it came to the relationship with food and a lot of my clients is yeah. like realizing, actually breaking down what is the most important, right? Because honestly, is one meal the most important thing or is it the family and friends around you or 100%. your atmosphere or the ability to practice just being in the moment? I think <clears throat> there can be an unhealthy line of like, tracking food and not allowing yourself like another thing is to pay attention to hunger cues and craving cues because it's like what I usually do now because I love food I will like eat and then I'll wait 20 to 30 minutes because Mm -hmm. I'm like am I actually hungry or is it just like the atmosphere of like oh I just want to sit here and snack and eat and eat and eat right? Right, right so like there's nothing wrong with getting a second helping obviously but like being able to recognize your hunger cues and if I'm actually hungry or what my body needs, that's a huge portion Massive. of a healthy relationship with food. So if you're not like a lot of the time, it's just awareness. Like people aren't even aware, like they're just shoveling foods in their mouths without paying attention if they're actually hungry or not. And that's how a lot of people get into a situation that they are because they use it as coping. They use it as, you know, there are unhealthy relationships with food as we all know. So it's like practicing if I'm going to sit here and I'm going to make this plate, I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm just going to be, and I'm going to focus on the other things around me instead of the food itself. And it sounds so weird to talk about food like that, but like, these are people that we work with every single day, including myself, that I think this is a very common issue. This is is not a, this isn't a, Oh, only people that go to the gym have a bad relationship with food. That's not true at all. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the people that come to me, you know, are general lifestyle people that just like, yeah, they don't even realize. Like, I had a client who was new. We did a nutritional intake, and I had them um, rate on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, their relationship with food. And she looked at me, and she goes, I've never been asked that question before. Mm-hmm. And to, like, sit there and break that down, like, she almost started crying because she's like, wow, I didn't realize what that even meant and how negative I feel about food on a daily basis. Right. Like, I'm like, because she was like, well, what do you mean about a relationship with food? And I'm like, do you have feelings of guilt and shame after you eat? Do you constantly think about what's in food? What are my macros? What's this? What's that? Like in a negative light, right? right? What my next meal is. Yeah. What am I eating next? Like, is that, does it affect your life in a negative way on a day-to-day basis? Because if it does, that's a problem. Yes. And she rated herself a one. That's like maybe the worst score I've ever been given. And also self-aware. So whoever you are, shout out. Yeah. So now, but now because she knows where her relationship with food is at, now she can work on it. So it's like everybody's so afraid of labs and this and that. 
and it being bad, okay, but again, we've talked about this on a previous podcast, if it's bad and you rate it a one, you know what's cool about it only being a one? It can only go up. 100%. There's no negative, right? Like, 100%. now we're aware, now we can make changes to be better. You need objective so, truth. Yeah, objective truth, well, for sure. So, okay, so let's talk self-awareness and then the evolution, because... For me, one of the things that I used to do on holidays whenever I was more weight loss focused was I would intermittent fast. Okay, so I would train really hard in the morning um, and then I would uh, essentially, right, I would let that like holiday meal or whatever be either my only meal or like the start of my eating. And that's I do not do that anymore. Uh-uh. Okay, and I'm not saying that 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 there's not people in places and journeys where that won't work for you. It, it did work for me, actually, at different times of my life now okay that um the evolution where it evolved to okay was for me like intermittent fasting um kind of turned into not a binge disorder but binge tendencies right Mm -hmm. and so now whatever what i do on these holiday days is i i do like protein leveraging right Mm -hmm. so i eat super high protein Immediately after training or first thing in the morning, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then I usually, especially if it's like a a later in the afternoon or an evening thing, we'll have another or another protein feeding. Mm -hmm. Right. So by the time I'm getting to this meal, you're not starving. Not at all. And I've already had not just am I not starving, I've probably already had like a hundred to 150 grams of protein. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, the say, you know, feeling satiated and uh and so that's what I go with now. That, well, and, that helps me a lot. And I make it solid. So I used to do that with shakes. Yeah. Once again, right? I'm like, oh, well, I don't want any fat or carbohydrate. And this was this is all part of the process of just yeah. learning about A, the science, and then B, your own mind and body. And then uh, so now I don't do that. Now, if I have three meals prior to, you know, that, that Thanksgiving meal, maybe one of them could be a shake. But I'm going to have solids, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. eat my beef. I'm going to eat my chicken. That way, it's not just protein macros that I've gotten, but my stomach is actually in a place where I'm not about to jump out of my skin. So that's helped me a lot. When we talk about behavioral too, right, the biggest thing that's important, like when you're going into a meal like that, is like you said, you'll have your protein throughout the day. Because what happens is, have you ever heard like, don't go to the grocery store hungry? Yes. That's like legit, right? Oh, yeah. Because what happens is- Well, I'll attack people. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't surprise you I'll at all. I'll attack people and steal groceries. <laughs> yeah, no. freaking starving. Well, yeah. then you just end up with stuff in your cart that you're like, why did I grab Oreos? Yeah, like, I got Gushers. Stupid idiot. <laughs> like, you know. Like, I haven't had Gushers since I was 12. Yeah, it's like 12. So and then you good. get home and you eat and you're like, I didn't even need these. Uh, yep. 100%. I know multiple people that I will not mention that do that all the time. Yeah, it's hard not to. But so the reason that you don't want to go into a meal starving, okay, is this is why I tell people, this is why I have certain recommendations when it comes to fasting, okay? Because what happens is if you let yourself get too hungry to a point where you've gone an extended period of time without eating, and let's say you just, you know, you're like, oh, I have Thanksgiving tonight, and so I'm just not going to eat all day, okay? Mm -hmm. By the time you get to that Thanksgiving meal, any rational thinking goes out the window, your yeah. mind doesn't have the ability to rationally think because it's past the the point of being too hungry, okay? So what do you do? You grab everything in front of you, you shovel three plates in your mouth, <laughs> and then you feel Best. sick as crap after you do it, right? So what happens when you feel sick as crap after you do it? Negative thoughts, you know, guilt and shame, and then move. it's this constant cycle, right? Yes. Now, so that's why it's, you know, important. Like, I always tell people, like, exactly what you just said is – Like maybe you could have a protein shake upon waking and then one meal that's high protein. And then that way, when you go into it, 
you are not so hungry that you make decisions where you feel like crap afterwards. Totally. Um, and you might feel like crap because you're having foods that outside of your normal, but I'm just talking from a specific point of overeating. Yes. Right? Of, like, like eating. Coma. Yeah, eating so much that you feel sick afterwards because you right. just had three plates Th- of mashed potatoes. There's a potatoes. difference between like, okay... I'm full with a little discomfort, and I'm in a coma. I can't get off the couch. I can't think. I don't want to be social. Yeah. I don't want to play with my kids, right? Yeah. There's a huge difference there. It's like I'm okay with someone eating. You know, like I ate to the point of being uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't even think it was It was a mixture of quantity and what I was eating, but I was active the rest of the day. I was playing fetch with my dog. I was playing with the, you know, all the uh, my son and his cousins and all that. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like there's, sure. there's levels to that indulgence yeah right that and like the like it for people with chronic disease okay and i'm going to speak on that because i work with a lot of people with chronic disease so we're talking autoimmune disorders you've got bad gut health okay this that can change a little bit right because i'm still like me for me specifically with all the gut health stuff that i have and the issues that i have it's a non-negotiable still for me not to have gluten and dairy and what we just do is we just change some things and we make some substitutions. It's yeah. not as complicated as everybody makes it seem because the last thing you want to do is put yourself in a, in a position where, you know, your gut health is even worse and then it takes you a week to come out of it. Like, we 100%. don't want that either, you can right? Set yourself, yes, you can set yourself up. Luckily, yeah. yes, 100%. Water. For me in my journey, I know I have anywhere from a 24 to 48-hour window of just lowering inflammation and yeah. I'm fine. Right? Yeah. And so I don't... The frequency that I do that at now, right, is like nothing comparatively to what it used to be, right? Because I don't, yeah, I don't want to do it. But yeah, you, that could be like a month. You could like wreck yourself for like a month. Well, and I work with a lot of clients on the all or nothing mentality. So actually one of the best things I uh, learned in in group therapy was um, thinking errors. And um, that's what they categorize them as mm-hmm. um everyone has them and so it's our job to like be aware of those and try to change our thinking patterns into healthier ones and so an all or nothing mentality which is like all right i'm going to do it zero percent or i'm going to do it a hundred percent it's actually technically a thinking error so again it's like that all or nothing mentality would apply to i'm not going to eat all day and i'm just going to go crazy at dinner yep. um we want to kind of avoid that because there's no reason like actually if you say it out loud it sounds kind of crazy it sounds wild but yes. like everybody oh so many people do it and i think and i too, used to do it i i think you know a hundred percent i'm in agreement i feel like that. you used to do that too i did we i were, was the we were most both extreme like person and and here's the thing right we're t- you know you're talking about people with chronic disease general populations and then we have like your your five days a week gym goers and you know so many of my closest friends right are savages in the gym so i i just i love gym people right but us gym people hardcores tend to be a little bit like that yeah right yeah. and so really that is you know that's everybody and, and this is what i found too you have those everybody from like hey I, i've never trained before i have food allergies blah 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 to hey i am a hardcore strength athlete or bodybuilder and i have food allergies right, right, that, right. That, that doesn't food allergies don't give a shit what your interests are and what your lifestyle is right so right. that actually that's both demographics right that's that's you overly intense type a gym people and the people that don't do anything at all, don't do anything at all yeah. right what you're saying is true for all the demographics for you sure. know what i'm saying yeah no, I think that's really good. Well, and, and the all or nothing too is like, you might not ever completely get rid of that. Like the goal is like, okay, so for example, if like a client or a patient has anxiety, right? Yeah. 
anxiety is a sliding scale. Not everybody's anxiety right. is the same. So how can we make it more manageable? It's not that anxiety is going to completely go away. The goal isn't to get rid of it. The goal right. is to make it more manageable. So if you have an all or nothing mentality, how can I take that mentality? Because there's good things about all or there nothing is. mentality. There, there is. is. Yes. You get stuff done when you yes. have that. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of positives that can come from that. But how can I take it so it's not so extreme, make it more manageable, and put it into a healthy lifestyle? That's yes. the biggest thing. It's essentially, yeah, like how can I make extreme more healthy? Because it's like my personality is still my personality. Right. right. I'm still intense. I'm just, especially when it comes to my body, I, I've just learned that these extremes don't do it for me. Yeah. I can't work out as hard as as hard as I can seven days a week, right? And only eat this and do that. I've I've learned so much about that. But like you just hit on, my personality is still my personality. Yeah. Right. I'm still gonna go hard. Right. Yeah. It's like it's 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 there's no way. Like I'll be honest. Like you know, I was in the gym that Friday morning whenever I for my I had my our Thanksgiving meal. Oh yeah. I still trained hard as crap. Yeah. I did my normal stuff. I, I subconsciously probably went like 5% heavier. Yeah. Right? And I didn't have compound lifts. So like there was some, yeah. some flex. Like right? stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was all mostly single joint movements, bodybuilding style. And yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'll get, I'll do this extra set. Right. Yeah. I'll do this extra rep. And that is a healthy version of my personality coming through. Right. On that holiday preparation. Right. That's cool. a much healthier example than, hey, I've done cardio every day for 14 days. Yeah. I've not had a carb in seven days. I'm going to fast all day. And then that's how I used to put myself in the hospital. Yeah. Right. That's it is because those extremes would just take over. And actually, the extremes is going to actually like now that we know what we know is going to put you even further away from your goals. <laughs> yes. Because it's like, so the biggest thing. That's I've, what's made it easy for easier for me to switch away from that is realizing it takes helping. me further away from the end result that I'm trying to get to. Yeah. And then, so like I have a conversation. I've been asked this question a lot lately about protein and I've been trying to explain to people why your first meal of the day should be high protein. Okay. I'm not even like, I'm not even saying, okay, so let's say your coach is having you fast until noon, right? It doesn't matter if your first meal is at 8 a.m. or if it's at noon. That first meal, specifically for women, should be over 40 grams of protein. Minimum, so they say for the leucine response, minimum of 30 grams for anyone. So okay. for I like to push that a little bit more. So for women, I'd like to see like 35. For men, I'd like to see 45 to 50. Okay. okay? Where does the 60 number come in? Because I hear that number gets 60 grams of lot. protein. Is that for those of us that are really conditioned to protein synthesis? Yeah, I just think like... Because I've heard that from like multiple... Not in, not in like a necessarily a, such a science yeah. back said way. I've just heard... You know, from different people like, hey, 60 grams of protein on that. Is that just kind I of like I think it's a, just like an overall, like general, like kind of like how labs have a general range. Yes. That's kind of the same idea because like. Okay, okay. It's basically just trying to show you like actually how important that first meal is because it's going to directly go into your metabolism, right? So mm -hmm. it's either going to directly go to muscle tissue or it's going to be directly stored as body fat which is why it should be high protein for the first meal because you're turning on the leucine response. That's a lot of jargon. But um, that 60 number, I think it just comes from, well, it depends on like your body weight, mm -hmm. right? So that, like- I figured there had a huge part of it. It's right. like, are we talking about me or you? Well, right. Because our so, body is not the Because if we have somebody who weighs 130 pounds, right? right. They're not going to need as, as much upon waking as somebody that weighs 200 pounds, right. Right? right? So that's why I more so like give people a range and a minimum saying like women- 
no matter your weight, I would really, you don't want to see that number under 30. Yeah. Now, the more you weigh and the higher that your protein intake for the day is supposed to be, that higher that number that should be. Makes sense. So if your protein is supposed to be at 250, yeah, you should probably have 60 at breakfast because if you don't, it's not going to, it's not going to be enough. Well, my number is right? 275. <laughs> you know, I think mine's, what's mine right now? 150? I think so. It's pretty good. Yeah, so that makes sense. And that, and that seriously, also, 150 I, I can hit in my sleep. Oh, dude, you're a monster. I was going to say this too, upon waking. Okay, so when she says upon waking, yes, for some people that can be literally upon waking. I I have what I call, refer to as the buffer hour, right? Sometimes it takes for, for me, um, and now I'm happy to say I actually don't have to train before I eat. I can eat in the mornings on rest days now. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's different. I never have been able to do that. That's brand new for me, right? That that's that's only since I've been working at eating more meals a day, etc. Getting yeah. my and so yeah, happy more report. Frequency. I can eat seven eight a.m. usually, or maybe even six a.m. and not feel up. sick. Yes, but I ha- there's so many days where I have to give myself like a buffer hour. I also guys get up at 4am every day. I think that's a big part of it. For sure. Whenever I was on vacation, I noticed I had more of an appetite upon waking because yeah. I was up at between seven, eight or nine. Yeah. And so it's, it's the work days when I'm up so early. Most of the time I can't eat training, non-training until around seven. Right. And yeah. so for me, that's, that would be technically right. A, a bigger buffer hour, but I usually also eat right before I go to bed. And so I yeah, just can't true. do it. Like, well, and, I, but I'm also dominating that first meal, yeah. right? Having the protein and and like I said, for the first time in my life, guys, I can have a meal in the mornings on rest days. Yeah. I I so the process this far has been where I don't intermittent fast anymore, right? I eat throughout the day, but on rest days, I would still just naturally not really get hungry till twelve or one. So mm-hmm. I was that's kind of what I was allowing. Yeah. And in the last month, that has that's changed. Awesome. Well, and waking up hungry is actually a sign of a healthy metabolism. Makes sense. So, like, it, I have clients who start and, you know, I have some clients that come to me, they're eating 400, 500 calories a day. Oh, my, right? oh my God. Oh, yeah. Easily. That's like half of a meal for me. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's insane. That's less than a toddler needs. Oh it's, it's crazy. Oh, dude, my son easily eats like 2,000 calories. Yeah. So, I'm like, what, when you've stunted your metabolism that far, it's going to be... It takes a while and you're going to have to force yourself to eat at certain times, even if it's like half of what you need, because then eventually what the body's going to do is it's resilient. It's good at healing itself. So as the metabolism starts to heal, then all of a sudden you're going to be hungry for those meals. Then all of a sudden I have clients there, you know, on their check-ins are like, dude, I'm waking up hungry. This is wild. This is the weirdest thing ever. Well, yeah, because you're letting your body heal because you're giving it what it needs. You're not depriving it anymore. So those little things, that's what we're talking about when it comes to hunger cues and, and paying attention to your body. Like I think a lot of people just don't even have body awareness where they're not even paying attention to how do I feel and when, Mm -hmm. what did I eat? How did it affect me? Like those are the things that as you know yourself more, you're going to know what your baseline is. And then as you're more aware if it's outside of that baseline, then you can take steps to change it. Yep. But if you don't even know what your own baseline is, you can't make changes. 100%. Right? And that's kind of the thing that sucks for all my people that have autoimmune, including myself, is I could do the same things every single day, and I'm just going to have some bad days, and that's just kind of part of it. So I think there's a part of acceptance, too, of knowing, like, okay, this is what I have. This is the hand I was dealt. 
how can I just make it as managed as possible? 100%, yeah. It's not ever going to be perfect. It's almost like having a creaky joint, right, or something. It, it's different, I'm not, I'm, but it, it is. It's where it's like, hey, I do all the right training. I do this and that. But whenever the weather goes like this, this flares up. Yeah. Right? And, and outside of like surgery or something, this isn't going to change. And it's, it is. It's just going, hey, okay, this is what I'm living with now. Yeah. So, okay, so we talked a lot about like in the moment decisions, right? We talked a lot about day of, let's talk a little bit about training, okay? okay. Um. Because there's a thousand ways to skin a cat, and everyone does this differently. Ew, okay? what is that saying? A thousand ways to skin a cat? Yeah. Have you never heard no. that? No. Oh, okay. Um, well, Okay, Evansville guy. I know. That's Come the on. That's the dirty south coming out of me, man. Um, Wait, you can't just go past that. You have to explain it. No, I am. I am. Um, it I'm just not sure means, I want to know. It just means that there's... So the same idea as being rigid with your goals, flexible how you get there, right? So... Um, there's lots of ways to get to the same thing. It. Yes, a hundred percent. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, people Here do it, it differently. Comes. A lot of people will, you know, get lean for the summers and allow themselves to. And this goes out to you know my people who are in the gym, right? Have been doing this. Um, but you know, the the normal protocol is to lean out through the spring for you know, a uh, late season summer, right? And to allow a little bit of bulk, try to put on muscle in the winter. That's mm-hmm. traditional, okay? That's yeah. traditional. I am not that way at all. There's pieces of that. Yes, I want to look good in the summer, but I'll explain. For me, because I'm a, like, I'm an environment guy, right? Like, like doesn't matter if it's food, drinking, whatever. I'm an environment guy. Yeah. And I can, it's, it's, it's sometimes easy for me to get excited, and to just go with the flow, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm socially driven first, right? That is my personality. So with that being said, I actually really tighten up going into the holidays because I know how I am. Mm-hmm. So I have extra emphasis, not day of, not extreme, not doing a bunch of extra cardio, none of those things. I, however, just make sure starting in November, and this I've done this now for years, right? That I'm a little extra intentional. That I'm paying a little extra. Yeah. Yes. Really. Just I'm more disciplined mm-hmm. to with my eating and my training, um, especially. And like I said, we're gonna start talking about training. I gear my training for training that utilizes more calories. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. what I do. And so, um, yeah. And so it's like and there my, are different modalities you can do to do that. A hundred percent. There's been years where for me it was load. Right. Where I was a little more powerlifting focused, where I'm like, OK, then we're going to these, these workouts are going to get heavier. Right. And then um, right now, because my goals have broadened and changed a little bit, it's it's looking like maybe an extra uh, session hitting pads. Right. Or like maybe um, more hit. It has. More yeah, compound. That, that's what it's been. It has not been more steady state. Like yeah. I don't actually I haven't really been doing much steady state. I just haven't had time. Um, so yeah, it, it has been, it's been, yeah. and then, uh, also it sounds silly, but it makes a difference whenever you work out all the time, more supersets. Yeah. Right. I've been doing after, after my compounds, Staying I moving. still have one to two compounds where I, I have to rest, right? It's big weights, got to rest, got to take the time in between. But then usually after I do those, yeah, the rest yeah. of my session, however long that's going to be, I'm pretty much going that whole time to get that extra burn. Even a couple small things like, 
you know, I'm hitting some accessory exercises. Maybe I'm jumping rope in between sets, right? Yeah. Nothing crazy. Like I'm not sp- outside sprinting in the cold. You know what I right. mean? Just a little bit more activity. Well, and so like when you're talking about HIT, like HIT has been shown to actually, so this is why I offer group classes on Saturdays and we do more circuit HIT type training is because different, you you don't have to train the same modality all the time. Like you don't have to just focus on hypertrophy. You don't have to just focus on powerlifting or whatever that and may shouldn't. be. And shouldn't, right. for the record. Like don't we want to be well-rounded? We need seasons. Right. We need seasons of training. Yes, yeah. So I have, you know, my clients that I work with during the week, we're mostly focusing on strength and hypertrophy. And then on the weekends when we do group, that's more circuit and hit. Hit is shown actually to help with brain inflammation. So it's going to, that actually, that study came out post COVID when everybody was having a ton of brain fog and stuff. Yeah. Um, and well, I already said the vid word on here and, uh, <laughs> um, vitamin D, vitamin D specifically with hit training has been shown to actually help dampen brain inflammation, which helps with depression, anxiety, brain fog, all the types of things that we experience, especially going into a winter season. Yeah. So I try to include that modality, you know, one time a week. I think that's enough for most people. Now, again, when I say hit, okay, everybody takes it to extreme. Do I need to do an hour and a half of straight hit with no rest? No, no that is not what I'm saying. And people with autoimmune. It can be basketball. Yeah. And and honestly, people with autoimmune disorders, you do too much hit. It's actually going to make you feel worse. It, it will. I got to I can't. I got to I got to <laughs> Go interject. Ahead. Okay. This is another great example of me knowing something, but not knowing the science behind it. Because for me, the right now, the best hit that I get is jujitsu, right? Because there's moments like when you're grappling with someone, there's moments that are like tense and you're going hard and mm-hmm. then you're in more of a relaxed position. So essentially, you know, if we do a five minute roll, that's like a five minute hit session, yeah, right? Um, and then you do multiple of those uh, on an hour, and and it's really and I cannot tell you. Not just my brain, like like my um, my sinuses, my brain, the way my body Your feels gut. at my cut, the way I feel, the clarity, the sharpness that I feel, and I'm dead tired, yeah. right? Dead tired. Um, Helps with sleep. It really does. So it's like, I knew that, right? Mm-hmm. I knew it cleared out your brain. I knew it. And for me, the more intense, not the longer, the more intense, yeah. actually giving my all, it could be 10 second blast yep. on that air bike. Exactly. Right? For enough rounds and I can get it. Um, and yeah, it does totally change the way my brain feels. It does. So I didn't know the science. Yeah, I know. I love I love sharing the science. There, there's so often, there'll be times where Ash would be like, oh my gosh, you knew that? And I'll be like, yeah, but I don't know why. Yeah, and you then, know it, but, but that's okay because... I can apply it. Yeah, you can apply it, yeah. But, and it is the difference between being more formally educated and then... You yeah, know what I mean, we're we're both a mix of formal and self education, but you've gone sure. quite a bit further than me in formal and um yeah, we're we're great partners. So that way, right? we are, we are. <laughs> I'll be given a protocol, and she'll explain why. <laughs> no, now, when it comes me, to training, for the most part, I do understand the whys, the ins and outs, but yeah, it is fun. Well, and it's, it's fun. like little stuff like that, because like so, for example, with group classes, okay. But keep in mind, these are people that are already. Well, that's not true. I was gonna say they're they're typically already conditioned, mm-hmm. but. That's actually not totally true because I get a lot of new people. But there's levels. Yeah, but there's different levels of things and there's different modifications. So yeah. what we'll do is we'll do 40 seconds of work, 20 seconds of rest. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a minute. And we do that four times, okay? But Love after it. those four sets, they rest, yep. okay? So they're doing 40 seconds hard, 20 minutes? seconds off. Yeah, yeah. So in, in between no, minutes, be, I mean. 
How yeah, long they yeah, about two minutes, two okay. to three minutes. Yep. And so usually people are getting drinks, talking, going, "Oh man, that sucks." And I'm like, "Get your butt on the bike, let's yeah, go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where I thrive during group classes. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. is that is where I thrive. Just I'm jumping making... around and also kind of yelling at everyone. I I'm, don't really know. I'm basically smiling. Never stop moving my body and yelling at people. Yeah, pretty much. And all of a sudden, he's on the treadmill. We're like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I just, I got to move. I'm, I'm like, doing okay, my whatever. Own group class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In amidst the group class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. I know. So, but my example for that is, is like, it's not, they're not doing an hour straight of no rest. That's not what HIT is. <laughs> HIT is allowing yourself. So, if you think about your max heart rate, okay, your max heart rate is 220 minus your age. Okay. That's your max. Yep. And then you take the percentage based off of that. So HIT is going to be anywhere between like 80 to 90% of your max. It's high. So you're supposed to let your heart rate get really high, and then you're supposed to let it come down and then go again. That's what HIT intervals are. Yep. It's not, okay, I'm going to go for an hour straight, no rest. That's not what HIT is. Yep. That's going to be more. Think sprinting. Yeah. And sprinting is just one movement that you can do it in, but a sprint, you sprint, you stop. You recover, you sprint. And you can do hit with anything. You can do literally. it with body weight. You can do it with cardio. You can do it with weights. You can do it with the cable. I mean, you could literally Jiu-jitsu. You could literally do it in anything. You can do it. I, another way walk, I love run, it, once we run. get the heavy bag set up, yeah. I love doing hit. It's it's boxing. my favorite. Yes, because yeah. I don't like... I was just I talking to Kyle to about getting back into boxing. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to get back. <laughs> so it's like I used to run, actually. Like do distance running, right? Yeah. And there was a season where I fell in love with it. Like just the way I felt during, I, I you know, that runner's high. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I started running enough where I don't think I've ever ran more than uh, eight miles at in one sitting. I think that's my longest. But it, it, my mileage got pretty good for a while. For, um, and But now, I, so basically what killed that for me was I cannot train lower body to the extent. Some people can. Okay, I have met people that squat over five, six hundred and they can go run real miles. I can short runs like I, there's never a time where I can't go run a 5k. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it's not going to be fast. My legs are going to be sore. My ankles are going to hurt. But you're going to do it. I can always go at least go run a 5k. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that being said, I have found for me, I can do a lot better job at hit whenever it's something I enjoy. So it being a sport, right? For me, it's the, mm-hmm. I, that air bike's probably the best for me. It really is. Assault bike. Yeah, assault bike. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Because it mimics a full body like grappling does. Yeah. But I would just much prefer to actually go grapple, put my boxing gloves on, hit the heavy bag, set my timer, right? 10 minutes or 10 seconds, all out blast. Yeah. Then 40 seconds, maybe just a jab, a one, right? Moving around. Right. And then doing it like well, that. Well, stuff like that is mindless. And I don't mean mindless that you're not thinking. I mean, it's focusing on one thing yes. instead of... It, like when you're doing jujitsu, you're not thinking about anything besides the guy that you're doing jujitsu against. Exactly. Like, and I'm not thinking about my cardio. I'm not yeah, thinking about. Not thinking I, about. Oh, this is what I got to do tonight for dinner. Like right. you, you don't allow yourself to think. So that's why totally. it's helping with the brain inflammation, actually. And I think that's just so good for me. So that that's going to be big for me is to get the heavy bag up because because yeah. I, I enjoy it. And, and it's like I don't want to do. I will right. And this is part of being disciplined, right? We do shit that we don't enjoy for sure. That's part of it. But let's be honest. If you're trying to do more of something, do something you enjoy. Yes. Yeah, and so exactly. for me, still in a you know, I'm still in a weight loss phase, which is going well. Happy to report. Um, yeah. So I, I want to add more of those things that I like to do in the summertime. I'm planning on getting a bike. Right. Yeah. Because I love being outside. Um, I can put Brooks on it, whatever. Right. Fort Wayne has all these great parks and place to ride. I'm like, I want to I want to invest in a road bike and I don't want to be on that treadmill 
right? Mm-hmm. Walking or running whenever it's nice outside. I don't. I want to, I'm a life guy. Like I need to enjoy exactly. it. So I'm going to invest my time and my money into things that are going to help me hit my goals and not hate my life. Well, and I always tell people that. Like I, we talk about like, Okay, well, we talk about, first off, seasons of training, okay? There, yep. You're going to go through seasons of training where you don't enjoy it, all right? Totally. That's part of, even people that are bodybuilders, don't even lie, you don't enjoy the gym 100% oh, yeah. of the year, okay? There are seasons, like, for some people, honestly, that's off-season. Yep. They hate it. They hate having to rest the body. They hate having to recover. Oh, everything's slower, and they don't know what to do with themselves. That's normal. That's how it is for powerlifters. Yeah, big, it's hard, and it's Everyone different. Everyone loves prep. It's hard, so but it's so So then how can tense. you include stuff in your regimen now of stuff you actually enjoy? Because why would I go get on the elliptical every single day for an hour if I freaking hate it? What is that going to do? That's going to help me hate exercise. For real. But You'd probably burn through muscle. Yeah, so the first step as we've been talking about awareness, is knowing what you enjoy. Yep. Because if you don't know what you enjoy, then you don't know what to add in. And the only way to know what you enjoy is to try, try it. things. Exactly. And that could be like with strength training. There's just so many different things that you could do that make it more enjoyable. So like I'm leaving for vacation on Friday and Angie and I are working out together this week. And I was like, hey, let's do circuit week where it's like, all we do this week, we're strength training, but we're focusing on circuits. We're we're moving. It's higher calorie burning. High we don't rep all, too. yeah high higher like rep. 15, 20, 25 reps. Yep. yep. And uh, I think last week or the one we did yesterday was twelve to fifteen, and I only did that because like we haven't trained that way in a while, mm-hmm. so I wanted to kind of wean us back into it. Um, and that way we could still go decently heavy, but then we're adding in cardio in the circuit. We're adding in. Um, slams, you know, other type of hit stuff, and we're keeping our body moving. It's higher calorie burning. It's more compound, and honestly, we enjoy it. Yeah, no, that like makes Angie sense. and I love circuit training. We know though that we can't do that 100 percent of the time and and get to where we want to go. Okay, you're gonna like this. Okay? Uh oh. <laughs> so what I'm developing for myself right now, okay, because I had a program that I was that I'd built for myself. That I was gonna start, and then some of the things that popped up, and and it was actually good because then I went back through it. And I'm like, okay, this actually isn't. Perfect. This isn't exactly what I want. I didn't build it uh, far out enough. So this is cool. So talk about phases of training, seasons of training. Yeah. Because right now I have some broad goals. Okay. So I want to establish more endurance. Okay. Overall, that's cardiovascularly, cardiovascularly, work capacity, multiple avenues, right? Endurance. Okay. Mm-hmm. RPE. Yeah. Types of things. Yeah. My overall strength, that's important to me. I want to compete again uh, end of 2024, okay. and I got some pretty big numbers that I'm going to be going after uh, at the 181-pound class, so that's there, right? I'm doing jiu-jitsu. That's my favorite hobby right now, so I want to do things that make my body better at jiu-jitsu, right? So I have – there's a there's – a, to get really good at stuff, you have to get specific, right? Yeah. Specificity is needed to get really good at stuff, but I've been training for a long time, my body is very conditioned to just workload, right? Like yeah. my body, no matter how I'm training, my body is used to training four to six days a week. That is, that is what it is conditioned to do. So I am doing basically instead of a week split, okay, I am doing a bi-weekly essentially rotation to where – so think less specific for this 12 weeks, okay? Okay. And broader for like four months. So yeah. it'd be like 16 weeks. But the exercise selection, the movement, etc., goes off of a two-week span. 
right? Like mm-hmm. I said, instead of a one week um, where I can get in everything that I'm trying to get in and then not counteract the other thing. Right. Right? Because strength's awesome. Cardio's awesome. Too much cardio, you're going to come down in strength. Yeah. Right? Um, powerlifting's great. Just said I want to get stronger. Um, too much powerlifting, not spread out the right way, will make it impossible to roll at jiu-jitsu. And that's why we say there's seasons of stuff. You can't really try to be great at everything. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. At the same time. So right now, right, I am trying to elevate a lot of things at the same time, but I'm not trying to be great at any of them right this second. So I know that I'm going to do basically a modified or or play with what this thing that I'm doing now until uh, probably, what is it? So we have December, January, February, March, okay? And then in March, that's whenever it's going to become basically all, well... But, oh, this is where it gets fun. <laughs> now, for real, this is where it gets fun. And this is where I kind of thrive whenever I'm, I'm designing things. Because I want to start competing in no-gi jiu-jitsu early summer. Okay. So then, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, guys, I'm hitting the desk. I'm hitting things. I'm, I'm just. If so, you hear a, a. I'm so sorry. I'm, get, I'm just, I'm getting excited. We're it's fine. About, I'm like, Let's I'm getting hyped. I'm going to start slapping. You know, like, okay. Okay. Um, so, so then it's, it's going to be the broad strokes, right, okay. until about March. Then March, it's going to be, yes, gearing more towards powerlifting, but with lots of high-intensity cardio intervals for jiu-jitsu. Yeah, Because smart. at that point, my mobility, all these things that I'm trying to work on will be about where I want them to be. And then I'll just highlight conditioning, pair that with my powerlifting, and be right where I want to be. Yep. And, so, and, and I'm excited. Yeah. And you know what that's going to do? That's going to allow you to eat more food, too. Yes, it is. And you know <laughs> and what we all I'm going to do? Food. I'm going to eat more food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Feed up and prep for it in the seasons of whatever it is that you're going in and knowing that that, cha- that changing is a good thing. Yes, That it, it doesn't it always have to be the same. And that, like, I always tell people, too, like, the, the seasons that we have as far as, you know, rest, recovery, and stuff – all of the seasons really should be treated the same as far as being serious about them because like prepping for a meet, for example, if you're prepping for a triathlon or whatever, the recovery for that, I would say is just as important, if not more important than the actual prepping for the meet itself. Because if you don't allow your body to recover, what does that do? Well, it hinders your ability to perform. So if I'm not allowing myself, and I think that was really hard being an athlete Mm -hmm. and trying to understand like, my identity was so wrapped in being a college soccer player and a semi-professional dancer and all these things that, like, when I lost those things and I had to really focus on recovery, and it, it's hard. There's a time span of, like... It's almost like a slap in the face. Yeah. It's like, well, what do I do now? And, like, yeah. that's super normal. And I think, like, allowing yourself to soul search, figure out what it is you enjoy, and then, you know, like, learning stuff about yourself, I yeah. think, is, like, a huge part of success when it comes to training and nutrition and all that i think so. that's everything all right well hey our hour's about up i covered some nutrition covered some training surrounding the holidays caught up with you guys caught up with each other you got anything else you want to say i think that's it all right everybody everybody wish ashlyn a happy vacation we hope you get rest and um just have an awesome time